Blog Talk Radio. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones, I'm the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast, but now I gotta risk you in my social media posts. You double dose, a diagnose. You feeling tired, life is tired, now you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones. Another exciting edition of Turnbuckle Turmoil, episode 1706. We're very happy and honored to have our guest today, but before that, let's get into some show notes for today. Today we got Pacific Northwest BCW in Portland, Oregon. There's Grindhouse Pro Wrestling in Jefferson, Indiana at the Warrior Pro Wrestling, and, and then also... Warrior Pro Wrestling in Danville, Indiana. And also there's CHWA in Cottage Hills, Illinois. This is Coach Mike Jones, the coach of the most, coming at you from coast to coast, live in here, here in Puyallup, Washington, with our co-host, Sign Guy and Randy Zellers. Hey, guys, how you doing? Shoot, man, I, I can't complain. Had me a long, had me a, had me a great weekend, you know. Came up short with J.D. Mason on on Friday, but I recovered by when me and Nick Lausch, the lightning boat kid himself, we went teamed up against uh, against J.D. Mason and Lumberzak. We came out with the W, baby. Sweet. Not to mention and Randy yeah. also beat J.D. via disqualification in a singles rematch, and we learned... J.D. Mason forgot that there's a mirror right there. I could see him cheating. That saved Randy's life. (laughs) 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 Wow. All right. So what do you got coming up today, Sign? You going to Blue blue Collar? I am off this week, Blue Collar. I will be back there next week where we will be presenting Paul Freakshine, his Turnbuckle Turmoil, Hall of Fame 2022 plaque live there at the Colony in front of the fans. So that will be happening. But later today, you and I, Coach, will be 
guests on Evan Ginsberg and Bill Pierce's program. Okay, yeah, that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that, man, the producer of The the Wrestler. And he's done all kinds of things that he's done a great contribution to wrestling, and it's an honor to be on there. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. He'll probably want to know what I thought of Shorty P. Knuckles punching me in my face on Christmas Day inside of a steel cage. I'm prepared to answer. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure he will ask that. Yes. And then, hey, uh, Nikki Six, our guest for today from the Suicide Kings, said he was going to be late. Um, he said he might be, it might take him a half hour to get on, but we'll wait and see. Uh, so right now he's 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 not on yet, but we're hoping and praying he'll be on here as soon as, as soon as we can get him on. Wouldn't it be ironic if he was precisely five minutes and sixty seconds late? Yes, definitely. And then uh, who do we got coming up this week? Well, this week on Friday afternoon of this coming week, we have Tim Simmons from the aforementioned Pacific Northwest Blue Collar Wrestling. He's a jack-of-all-trades down there, and he will be joining us to talk about all of the things that he does. Yes, yeah, that's I'm excited to hear that. And then Randy has something big coming up because Randy last night earned a rematch with the Northwest Pro Championship held by J.D. Mason by pinning J.D. in that tag match. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I tell you this, it was all thanks to my tag team partner, Nick Lash. Um, throwing me, I mean, throwing me a bone, throwing JD into me. I went, picked him up, down went, faded pictures. And with that one, two, three, the whole crowd went home happy, and I had to do the most honorable thing I could possible was grab that Northwest Pro uh, Northwest Pro Heavyweight Championship, did a little Captain Morgan stance. And held that title high, and I have to say, right on that 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 title and I had a real real good connection, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm sure it was well officially well officiated. Yes, it was. I mean, hey guys, we have sign guy, and sign guy likes to call stuff down the middle. He will bust you cheating, and he will bust you not wiping your feet. <laughs> He really will. How many times have you had that title? Oh, the Northwest Pro title? Zero. Yeah. Okay, but you've had the Washington State before. Oh, yeah, I had that. I had that uh, three times. Okay, cool. And I I put that P into prestige in that title, and I I have every plan of doing it. If I ever get the uh, Northwest Pearl Heavyweight title, I'm planning on putting it on like that. I mean, I've always been championship material, but I just had to go to the right promotions to get that chance. Now, Ray, if you win the Northwest Pearl Heavyweight title, as far as I know, that will mean you have held every available championship Northwest Pearl has to offer, including 
the best in the Northwest tournament. You you right, but there is still one more title that I have not yet gotten, and that is, I mean, the heavyweight, the Northwest Pro heavyweight title, and the Hardcore Champion tournament title. I haven't had that, but everything else I have held. All right, sweet. Yeah. And then next Sunday we. Next Sunday we got the Strohmeister on Rob Kellum. I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, we got a Buddha special with the Cool Hills Thursday at seven with Richard Sincere and Eric Wright. And next Friday we got Bill Anderson. I'm looking forward to all these shows, man. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. The Cool Hills they've been. They've been running rampant up in the Northwest, up in the Pacific Northwest, and the Cool Hills. Hey, I, that's hey, I have to say that's my team right there. Nice. Yep, yep. The Cool Hills, the Cook Brothers, uh, the four, the four minutes of heat or the midnight heat. Yo, they've been doing some stuff too. I have to get yeah, in not, on that. It was nice to see episode 524 of the Sign of the Times last night, Sign Guy. Yep, yep. I, I found a, a rookie and a commentator and a photographer. Uh, we were going to have Taekwon Bro, but he was busy getting ready for his match, understandably so. That yep. extra preparation, I think, is what caused J.D. <clears throat> to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and then uh, Ken Hamlin said that he's been there since Nikki Six started. He sure has, but he forgot to mention through Debashi and Cascade Championship Wrestling in the UIWA there in uh, Washington. No yep. biggie. <laughs> he can't mention every tiny minor detail. Yeah. <laughs> the, start, the start is the start. That's yeah, true. you're right. Start us a start. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't go through how his mother birthed him or anything like that. That was like a start too. But you know, he hit the high point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then, so hey, let's get our plugs in, in and out of the way while we're waiting for Nick. Um, I'm Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most. You can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Coach Mike Jones. Also, don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room. Yes, yes, yes. Well, shoot. What about you, Randy? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, you know, you can get a hold of you can get a hold of Randy Zellers on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I got Big Zen on Twitter. That's me. And also, if you also for uh, podcast needs, you can also check out. The Nightly Strange, which we talk about anything and, and everything underneath the sun from retro video games to what's going on in normal life and what's developing to be the norm of that life. And just trying to get a, just trying to give everyone a clear understanding what we're living in these days. I know these days now depend, I mean, everyone's with their ma- without their mask and everything else, but still, still take precautions, still wash them hands when you use the bathroom, uh, still, you know, look after yourself and your families, 
I don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I guess that's not really the t- the deal. But I am a host on the Nightly Strings alongside with my brother D. Macuno and K. Stanley. The Nightly Strange is is one of the big talks of the podcast industry right now. All right, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yes, indeed. Yeah, check it out, man. Maybe we might just have to have you on there, there, Coach, or sign guy. Absolutely. Okay, you know, you only have to ask me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Let me go ahead and run it to the, both the hosts real quick to uh, get that green light in. <laughs> sign guy, how do they contact you? Sometimes with a forum right across my face of your Cameron star. But otherwise, you can find me on the Book of Faces with the Sign Guy fan page. You can go to the Twitter, at SignGuyHPW. I'm on the gram. You can find the YouTubes, backslash TheSignGuy77. And you can also look up Chicken Bob. He's on all the social medias, one of the most social media-friendly chickens you'll ever find. Yeah, he was on Buddy Highway's podcast this last week that's pretty entertaining he was he was on open highway with buddy highway and chicken bob holds a victory over one half of the current northwest pro tag team champions johnny casanova of k-pop he defeated him in a steel cage match before fans came into the building last month Dave Meltzer rated it 16 and three-quarters stars before he ran out of stars. Brian Alvarez wept at its magnificence. Wow. That's impressive. I'm sure uh, QT would put that in, in his top nine and seven eights. He should. Yeah, and I'm also looking forward to the rest of April. April 10th, we got Tony Myers Leatherface coming on. The 15th of April, we got Demetra Star, the Wing She Cat. April 17th, we got Second Generation's Jenny Santana, World Grappling Champion. I'm looking forward to that. The, the 22nd, we got Adonis Staples. April 24th, Mike Mustang Mike. April 29th, Brad Bad, and we've got a big May coming up, and we have a theme for May, right, Sign? We do. It is Blade Month. Yes, and it's also May the 4th be with you. We'll have a special on May May 4th with Stompin' Steve, Wild Lyle, and others. Indeed so. And who are some of the Blades that are going to be on? Well, we have... On the first, Roger Blade. The eighth, we have Brian Blade out of Omaha. Fifteenth, we have Damian Blade out of the great state of Missouri. The 22nd, we have Johnny Blade out of Texas. And then, to wrap it up, we have, on the 29th, Johnny Blade out of Illinois. We're bringing you two Johnny Blades. Yes, we even got the Johnny Blades theme song for them, yeah. And also in May, on Fridays, we got May 6th, we have Feel Good. May 13th, Chaz Taylor. May 20th, SCW Hall of Famer Stevie Jonak. May 27th, Handsome Eric Hamrick and Guest. 
And you found out one of the guests, haven't you? Uh, his manager will be joining him, yeah. So um, A. What, Dick Vickers is the manager, and handsome Nick Hammer, his client that wrestles out of the state of West Virginia. Cool. And we've already got a theme ready for June, Author's Month. Looking forward to that. We got a lot of reading to do. Yes, and we're almost totally booked for June. We are. We got a couple of dates. We're working with a couple of people to get confirmation on dates, and we should be booked with June by the end of the week, we're hoping. Yeah, and we're still always hoping for Jim Powers. How long has it been now since we tried to get him on? Years. (laughs) And we even got a... He wants to come on soon, about a month ago. <laughs> we did, yeah, and, and not so much, apparently. <laughs> and then he and Gary Cherry yeah. might be our White Wells coach. Yes, yes, we got it. We got an APB out there for Gary Cherry. Yes. How about letting him know about the authors? I could let Gary Cherry know about the authors of anyone that could ever find Gary Cherry. How about the authors for the June for June month? Oh, telling the rest of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so on the 3rd of June, we have Mike Rogers and Frank Culbertson, who are uh, both involved in the excitement in the Air series of books. The 10th, we have Gary Morgenstein, who wrote the Dark Deaths series of books. The third one is on the way. He... Of course, did A Mound Over Hell and A Fastball for Freedom. 17th, we have Matt Legit. And then the 24th, Jake Shannon, who wrote a book on grappling. He's one of the uh, visionaries and foremost experts on grappling. And he also is involved and is the mastermind behind Shoot Pro Wrestling, which is amateur grappling under professional wrestling rules. Very interesting concept he has. Yes, and then we also have Nick Iggy supposed to. We're going to try to do some double shot author days, and I've heard Nick Nick Iggy's close to being signed also. We're working it out with Iggy. Iggy, if you have not read his book, you should pick it up. It is. There is no punchline. The independent professional wrestling joke book. Hundreds of some of your favorite independent professional wrestlers come into play during the course of that joke book. Randy Zeller is one of the fillers. Have you read Nick Iggy's book? No, I haven't. I heard a lot of good things about that book. There are. um, I'll give you one of my favorites out of that book, Randy Zeller's. All right. How does Sonico enter a room? How? He uses a lucha door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And I mean Hey, that hey, that's funny right there, shoot. 
After all the independent wrestlers, he had to use Sadako. <laughs> he, he uses a lot of people you and I both know. He was very thorough in his research for this. Yeah. Dang, a luchador. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah, and we want to remind people, too, that earlier this year, uh, Sonny, o- Sonny O'Mara died, and his wife, yep. Lindsay McKinney, has a GoFundMe out there. If anybody can help out, uh, check it out. Uh, man, we really love and miss those guys. And, yeah. you know, they need all all the support they can get. Yeah, I mean, I miss, I miss, I, I mean... My heart goes out to his family as well, and all the people that he had impacted. You know, he impacted a lot of people, and I mean, too. I mean, it was just it was just too bad I couldn't get that day off, so I could at least attend the attend the service and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a real unfortunate loss that Sonny O'Mara had to be taken away from us so soon. And I know that he still had so much to give out. Oh, yes. And then just like the untimely death of Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters on Friday at 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's it's just like it's a season that, you know, and with the Foo Fighters and Scott Hall of all people. Yes, yes. I mean, goes to show you just never know when someone's time is going to be up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say, man. Do what you can now because, I mean, tomorrow ain't promised today. Exactly. Also, like to plug some books. We got uh, uh, Excitement in the Air, Volume 1 and 2 by Mike Rogers. It's available on Amazon. And then my mentor, Patrick Snow's book, Creating Your Own Destiny, you can check him out at patricksnow.com. He's an international bestseller. Which is weird because his cousin Al would sometimes not sell a thing. Yep, and what was Al's uh, catchphrase? What does does everybody everybody want? want? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know what? And being being in high school, I mean, having that head, all of us knew what they was talking about. When you saw some little kids, I mean, I, mean, I was a teenager, but having the younger kids reciting the badass Billy Good, and, you know, and, and the parents looking at him like, "What are you doing? You're cussing." I was like, "That's the wrestler's name." Or what does everybody want? <laughs> Everyone cheers. Hey! I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> We're uh, too bad the cancel culture wasn't there back then because a whole shitload of people would have been canceled right on the spot. <laughs> wow, yeah. You know they did cancel Al Snow's first action figure because people complained that it had the severed head with it and. Yes. A lot of stores yes. dropped that figure. They had to remake it. Yeah, I remember I grabbed yeah. one of those. I grabbed one of those before they got before they got recalled and everything else. 
And they were like, yeah, if you get that, we can give you your money back. I was like, no. <laughs> and then all my figures went poof. I'm like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, then with this figures collections that I started way back before I even got into the wrestling business, I mean, I was a teenager not playing with those anymore. I mean, I was more in the video games and in sports, but, you know, it, it was a good little hobby there. It was a good little hobby, you know, and hobbies, you know, they cost money, you know. And yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I mean, hell. I mean, it was just the day that when I was working over at Clinton uh, Ferry Dock, and I ran into Kevin, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know, still starstruck. You know, say like, "Oh man, pro wrestling legend." You know, a lot of people don't don't. I mean, that don't know about wrestling and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep this under wraps. <laughs> you know. Uh, Yep, but other than him, it's always it, it's always a treat talking to Kevin. It's always a treat. Definitely. Yep. And then there's oh, some, man. some up upcoming stuff coming up. Uh, look, looks like WUW, NGW, and CPW will be working together here sometime. And yep. I I noticed that WC. WC in Oregon's going to be coming back. And then also, yep. they got the Strawberry Fest up there. Where's that at, sign? That oh, is Marysville. Marysville, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a big show for CPW. We've already got NGW Undisputed Champion Wild Lyle's going to be facing Chuck Payne in a title match. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a knockout dragout for sure. Oh yeah, and knowing Chuck Pe- and knowing Chuck Payne and knowing Wild Lyle, they're gonna bring they're they're really gonna kill it with that crowd. They're really gonna bring the house down. Yes, yeah, now last time at Strawberry Fest, Fest, it was such a big deal. Former Pinnacle Tag Team Champion Wild Card showed up out of nowhere just to sit in the crowd and watch the show. All right, go. Yeah. Yep. And do you guys know? No. Do you know when the next Northwest Pro Show is going to be? April sixth yeah, at the yep. Key Peninsula Civic Center. Yep. Okay. Any word on Glamour? Uh, there was a Glamour match last night. Reagan Grimes defeated Lindsay to retain the title. Uh, my understanding is in May, Reagan will come back to Northwest Pro and Glamour and defend the title again. Okay, do you have any more results from that? From last night? Yes. Yes, Reagan Grimes defeated Lindsay, and then we had old thumbs up Lance Dean defeat Jack Bruin and... Mikey the Mustache Sulek in a triple threat match. Taekwon Bro defeated J.D. Masson by disqualification. The Lumberzack lost to uh, Lightning Bolt Nick, Nick Clash. Clash. And then there is a tag team match, which we covered. Taekwon Bro and Nick Lash defeated 
the Lumberjack and J.D. Masson. Also in that mix, I forgot to mention, J.B. Moonshine, our very own, defeated Chris Marks by pinfall. All right, nope. cool. So, yeah, we're still waiting on Nikki Six of the Suicide Kings. I think he said he was going to call in around 1.30, so it's coming right up. Hopefully he's on time. <laughs> Wouldn't it be yeah. ironic to call in at precisely one thirty-six? Hey, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry, but yeah, I just definitely. wanted to call it one thirty me. <laughs> and you know damn well, you know damn well that's J.D. Mason, brother. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Not Mason. Yeah. I'm going by the pronunciation nice man Hank Miller told me was correct. Oh. Hank Miller told me no one had ever heard it pronounced any other way other than Masson. (laughs) And he didn't know. Are you telling me that's why we have free Massons and Masson jars? And he looked at me in my (laughs) eye and said, Exactly. Wow. All right. So, she's you might have to start reading for us, son guy. Well, I, I gave you the book. <laughs> okay, let me see here. I do got excitement in the air over here, yes. Oh, that's huge right there. Here. But if I'm reading, I can't I can't check if he's called in. <laughs> oh, I well, you can't do things at once. I'll read from There's No Punchline, an independent wrestling joke book. I there happen to have a yeah. copy right here. All right, I'm looking for some laughs. Okay. All right. Eric Cannon was looking in the mirror yesterday, admiring his six-pack. Then he took it to the kitchen and put it back in the fridge. <laughs> Did you hear that Levi Everett got the Amish flu? There are only two symptoms. First you get a little horse, then you get a little buggy. Oh. <laughs> Why do pirates love Faye Jackson? Because she's thick with seven C's. Uh What do you see when the ugly ducklings bend over? They're butt clapped. Oh. Why shouldn't Jason Kincaid lose his ID? Because then he would be Jason Kinka. Oh. (laughs) Bradley Prescott the fourth walks into a bar with a chunk of asphalt under one arm and says, I'll take a beer and one for the road. No. <laughs> Did you hear that Warhorse was in the hospital for eating metal toy horses? His no. condition is now stable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How would Space Monkey get a baby to sleep? 
he would rock it. That's <laughs> He would rock it. Blake Christian is reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. Uh, Why does Suge D drive to shows with his barber? Because he knows all the shortcuts. <laughs> Kevin Koo is getting lonely, so he bought some shares. It's great to have some company. <laughs> great to have some company. What do you get when you mix Darren Corbin with the tallest living animal? A ginger wrap. That's what I was going to say, giraffe. <laughs> A ginger wrap, yeah. Boomer Hatfield asked his dad, Asher Hatfield, Dad, can you explain to me what an eclipse is? Asher responded, no sun. Uh... Why did Billy Dixon stand in the corner when he got cold? Because it's 90 degrees. Ah. Solo Darling went to see her doctor because she was having trouble sleeping. Have you tried counting sheep? Asked the doctor. I tried, responded Solo, but every time I get to the number nine, I stand up. (laughs) On the way to teaching another wrestling seminar, Carrie Awful told his driver who looked a bit like him, I'm sick of all these seminars. I always say the same things over and over. The driver agreed. You're right. As your driver, I had to attend all of them. I don't know anything about wrestling, and even I could give the seminar. That's a great idea, said Carrie. Let's switch places then. As soon as they arrived, the driver dressed as Carrie, got in the ring, and started giving the usual speech. The real Carrie, dressed as the car driver, watched on from a distance. In the crowd, a young wrestler wanted to impress everyone and thought of a tough question to ask Carrie, hoping to stump him. So the young wrestler stood up, interrupting the seminar, and asked his tough question. The whole room went silent, holding their breath, waiting for the response. The driver looked at him dead in the eye and said, Sir, your question is so easy that I'm going to let my driver answer it for me. (laughs) Slade Porter saw a robbery at the Apple store. He was an eyewitness. Oh, and I would. <laughs> Why did Matt Nix cut the legs off of his bed? He wanted a deeper sleep. Oh. Daniel Maccabe had a Polish friend who was a sound technician. Oh, and a Czech one, too. Czech one, too. <laughs> yeah. Why do Cabana Man Dan's cows never wear flip-flops? Because they lack toes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Logan Stunt is thinking about retiring from wrestling and becoming a mirror cleaner instead. It's something he can see himself doing. Oh, yeah. Effie's boyfriend told him not to kill a spider, but to take him out instead. So they went to the bar and had a few drinks. It turns out the little guy wants to be a web designer. (laughs) What do Sean Kemp and telephones have in common? They both have caller ID. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Nice. A cartoonist was found dead at Atticus Cougar's house. Details are still sketchy. Oh. <laughs> Jamie Senegal went to a new restaurant called Karma. There's no menu. You just get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> that one's funny. <laughs> Why doesn't Ace Perry go to funerals before noon? He's not really a morning person. Uh. AJ Gray entered Dr. Frankenstein's bodybuilding contest. Upon arrival, he realized that he misunderstood the objective. When does Dan the dad cost $1,000 when he's Dan the granddad? Oh. Billy Stark started a side business selling yachts in her attic. Sales are already through the roof. (laughs) My imaginary friend Trip Cassidy is staying the night with me. I made up a bed for him. (laughs) Where does Lady Frost keep her money? In the snow bank. Oh. Why doesn't Jeff Cannonball trust Adams? Because they make up everything. (laughs) Wheeler Yuta stayed up all night wondering where the sun had gone. Then it dawned on him. What do you call a lost Jonathan Wolf? A werewolf. Jimmy Fletcher told his date to meet him at the gym, but he never showed up. I guess the two of them aren't going to work out. (laughs) Did you hear that Sage Phillips just bought some new reversible jackets? I'm excited to see how they turn out. Oh, yeah. Why is the unemployment rate so high in professional wrestling? Because Matt Sells is doing all the jobs. Oh, (laughs) Darius Lockhart made a belt out of all of his watches It was a waste of time Uh. What's it called when Alley Cat wins first place at a dog show? A cat has trophy 
Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's a bowl of salsa's favorite wrestler? Chip Day. Chip Day. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Dan Housen walks into a bar and it's empty. Just him and the bartender. He sits down and orders a drink. He hears someone whisper, You've got a nice face paint. Denhausen looks around and doesn't see anyone. I like your jar of teeth. Denhausen asks the bartender, Excuse me, but are you are you speaking to me, Hausen? The bartender rolls his eyes and says, No, sorry about that. It's the peanuts. They're complimentary. <laughs> O'Shea Edwards went out to eat and only finished half of his meal. The waiter came up to him and asked him, Do you want a box for those? No, he replied, but I'll wrestle you for them. (laughs) (laughs) Today at the bank, an older woman asked Tony Deppin if he could help her check her balance. So he pushed her over. Oh, that always works. Yep. All right, I can do one more here. All right. Why does Angelus Lane hate when people make jokes about arms? She doesn't think they are humorous. Oh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you're gonna have, you're gonna have to call KZOK on Fridays at uh, I think about nine twenty. A.M. on the morning, they have make Danny laugh, so you can tell tell the people a couple of those. I I think yep. they should bring Nick Iggy on, let him sell some books and make people laugh. Yep. Yeah, let him know. Let him know. Uh, now, Randy, well, do you have a book from which you would like to read? Uh, a book? Yeah. Hmm. Um, actually, actually, I do not, but I can find, <laughs> I can find one, actually. Shoot, let's see here. Last book I read was one of those, uh, was one of the books actually you got for me for Christmas. It was The Sex, Lies, and Wrestling. Oh, that was a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, what, sure. what was that was about? about what was that about again, Brian? Uh, that one was about kind of the 90s era of professional wrestling and the shadier things going on. Okay. Yep. I mean, I remember one story about how the Raw uh, for All came, came about to be. And pretty much, you know, JBL being JBL, throwing his throwing his weight around, saying I can beat anybody in a in a real fight. Bing bong, there there was the idea that Vince Russo had to get him, and that's how the brawl for all came about. The brawl for all came about, and they wanted to bring in um, Doctor Death, Steve Williams. 
and when they approached Bart Gunn, they were like, hey, look here, Bart, you're going to be taking a dive. And he was like, what? This is a real fight. I kind of recognize this where this was going, but we're not going to get into that. But. Okay. Uh, I just got confirmation Nikki Six said one minute from now. All right. <laughs> All right. Actually, let me see. Oh, looks like we got Matt Farmer on. Oh. Oh. Matt Farmer. Hey, what's going on? Hey, great introduction, hey, by the way. Do- oh, hey. Oh. How you doing? Hey, good. How was your show last night? Oh, it was great, man. It was great. All right, we got confirmation. Nikki Six should be calling in in about a minute. But until then, we can talk to you. We'd sure love to have you on for your own show someday. Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm sure Sign has a first timer question for you. Sure, I can ask the first timer question for you, Matt. What led you to jumping into this crazy business of professional wrestling? <coughs> Oh Jesus! Um, um, ah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, you just become a fan of it and want to do it, right? I mean, that's I think what everybody does. True. That is a common answer we hear for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's a question that, like, you know, I guess you get asked so often. Um, but it's it's the same you know same answer that almost everybody has. Most people get into it because they were a fan of it, you know. Um, often at times, you kind of just fall into it. Like most people don't have, especially at that time when when we broke in, there wasn't like a pathway to get into professional wrestling because there wasn't like a bunch of schools and things like that. It was just something that we saw that we're like, oh wow, we let's do this, you know. Um, you did you you didn't jump on the computer and find a bunch of wrestling schools all around the country littered with you know questionable trainers and you know whatever but um you know it was just a different time yep. and our get our guest is called in Nikki sticks welcome brother to our six our seventeen hundred and six show it's an honor to have you <laughs> oh, oh thank you thank you Sorry about that. I just woke up. Alarm there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, Good afternoon, to everybody. We're happy this to have earliest, you. And I wanna... This is the earliest Nick has got up in like 10 years. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's still light out. It's still like I, I guarantee you he's got his like blinds completely closed right now and it's pitch dark. <laughs> and the lights Blake, on in the house. Blake, Blake get around the windows. <laughs> you should do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's you're the blinds now, so. Make so hey, money. hey Nick. Hey Nick, yeah. I wanna I wanna I wanna hand you over to our host of the show, Sign Guy. All right. Well, I know uh, we just asked Matt this, but I'll ask you a similar question. What 
got you into the business of pro wrestling, and what led to you teaming with Matt Farmer as the Suicide King? Well, um, I, I, I didn't hear Matt's. Uh, I just got on here, so I didn't hear Matt's response. I just heard the last uh, like minute of his talking. But um, uh, my answer uh, was my answer was money, bras, and cocaine. <laughs> uh, now that's yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm you know just just being a fan growing up and um and, and loving it and, and uh just uh I'll you know just just always thinking it was the greatest thing in the world and um uh, just trying to um when. And, uh, see, when I was like 17, I um, I met Johnny Graham, and um, he he had said that there was pro wrestling around Tacoma that um, we had no knowledge of or whatever. I guess they were actually running Fort Lewis um, monthly at at one point. I, I don't know how, how long that was going on. I don't know. I've seen a few tapes of those shows, but and and uh, then Dave Debashi popped up running. Starting in '92, and uh, we had seen some results in in um, Posting Illustrated because we never knew anything about the shows going on. And uh, one time, uh, me and Matt were talking, and Matt said he heard there was some wrestling shows at uh, some bingo hall. And the the results in the Posting Illustrated just said that, like pro wrestling at the bingo hall. Well, there's probably it was probably about thirty places to play bingo in those days, but anyway. So um, I just started calling every bingo hall, and um, on like the fifth one, um, someone referred me to the Big Brothers Big Sisters Bingo Hall. Hey, uh, Matt, like, what is that place now? Is that still a casino? Yeah, it's like a casino. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, anyways, um, yeah, um, I called the bingo hall. They gave me Dave Debashi's number, and. That was it. Started uh, talking to Dave, and um, Matt and I would go to his house and and uh, watch wrestling tapes. Yeah, One day, I um, feel like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Dave would sleep, and we would watch his tapes, and and, and then just let us borrow whatever we wanted and stuff. And then, then uh, uh, one day, um, uh, Tommy Justice, uh, who she was a. Uh, uh, an indie worker, he mainly I guess worked around worked for All Star, and then he was as for t- Dave, he was a wrestler and uh, manager, and at, the, at this time he was just managing, but Dave hadn't run for a while because um, I don't I don't remember remember Dave got his license taken away I guess that's what yeah 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 there was all of the issues with the license department so yeah so Dave had um. Oh yeah, actually, the Dave's run came to an end running shows at that uh, that bingo hall. Then he ran a show at Lincoln High School in '93. That was December 13th, and that was me and Matt's first time um, working on a show. We were, both were refs. Yeah. And um, I guess on that show there was a license issue with Buddy Rose and um, maybe Mike Miller, I believe. Like yeah, their, Mike their Miller and Okay, I'm ready. Their paperwork hadn't been um, submitted, supposedly. So Dave lost his license after that show. And so we worked... Yeah, we worked the one show, and then 
didn't start again and do anything again till 95. So, yeah. like I said, that was December of 93. So, um, but anyways, well, to, to stay on track there with Tommy Justice, Tommy Justice, his mother um, lived in Burien. And so um, he was uh, staying with her, and um, Dave put him with us to train us, which lasted up about yeah. uh, probably yeah, – very, <laughs> very limited number of training sessions for sure. Yeah. Um, I, maybe we met twice. <laughs> one, one day we paid him, and uh, we didn't hear from him for about a month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, probably about maybe 125 each, somewhere around that. I actually do have the receipt in a scrapbook somewhere. 200. Oh, was it 200? Yeah, it's 200. But, man, we used to go oh, okay. to his house and watch tapes and stuff. That was dope. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and, um, and 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 I, and I worked at the airport, and so that was, like, right by his house. So I'd, I'd go there pretty regularly, and uh, and, and he'd, he would show me observers and, and just – tell me stuff and oh, I was awesome. He, he he was a good guy. And, and then yeah. Um I don't know some sometime then in uh that was 93. So sometime he he ended up moving away and um I've never spoke to him again. He called me once and that that was it. I Yeah. I never get hold of him again. To him, I've spoken to him in the last two or three oh maybe four years. He came out to a Defy show like uh, three, four years ago, just out of nowhere. Oh, nice. And I guess he's li- he's living out in Ocean Shores. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Still, oh, man. Yeah, because yeah. I remember he, he moved out there. Yeah, I would love to get a hold of him. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be great to talk to him. I mean, they are uh, – Mike Jones, you, you guys should – I mean, I don't know <laughs> if anybody does have the guy's number, but he'd be interesting to get on your show. As well. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, he actually has, has done a lot in, in the business, and um, you know, yeah. people don't really know who he is, obviously. But <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, that's it. Always wanted to wrestle. Um, uh, uh, Dave, Dave had um, Matt and I start wrestling, and um, then okay, so then Dave started. I, I was fine with with uh, just being a ref, and 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 um, one time um, it was a show in May 95. It was Dave's second show from starting to run again in 95. The first show I refed, Matt actually worked the first show against uh, yeah. Big Red Wrecking Crew. Uh, yeah, Big Red. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, then the, se- the next show, Dave calls me. He's like, hey, can can you wrestle on the next show? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not really trained, Dave. And he said, uh, oh, I've seen you seen you." You know, work out in the ring. I think you're all right. Well, yeah. I mean, we like, we'd even trained. We'd even worked out a couple times with Dave because you heard him. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you you heard him. And then, yeah. Well, I mean, we were training a little bit with Dave. I mean, so we were picking up things here and there. Yeah, and and also like before any show, um, I'd like to always get in the ring and bump around and, and do stuff and. Yeah, and, and Matt and I used to get we we would go to Fort Lewis. They had wrestling mats there. We'd go there and, and try to practice and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, yeah anyways, it, was so, mostly, it was mostly self-taught. You know, especially the first yeah. four. Well, geez, almost our whole career, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
just just pick stuff up as we went along. And um, like I said, I Dave like asked me to wrestle, and I basically was trying to tell him no, and, and he he said, "Well, I really need you to." So, yeah, that was it. Yep. Yeah. So, any more questions? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sign your, I come have, on. Yeah, I have one for both of you since you both kind of did this. At what point did each of you? decide you wanted to get on the promotional end of the business. I know Debashi broke you in, and he's a promoter, but when did you guys realize you wanted to try your hand at it? Oh, boy. Um, you know, we actually had our we, – we first started getting involved in the promotional end of things um, way back in 2000 when we were – we hooked up with a promotion – with a promoter um, out of Bellevue, and we ran some shows up there. Um, or at least help. But it, I think it was something we always did, had designs on doing. You know, it was something that always interested us, just probably because we had that, uh, you know, we just, we were wrestling fans, so we had a desire to do a little bit of everything in the business, right? So uh, I think that's what led to it. Yeah, uh, like for me, I, I, um, I actually, after we did that first show when we wrapped in 93, in '94, I was actually trying to start running, and um, actually, the the guy that was a referee around the Northwest there, that I'm sure everybody knows, Dan Adam. Um, Dan, Dan had been up to New York and and, and um, hung around with guys that were running some shows, some outlaw shows out there, and so him and I, he came back and he really wanted to do it, and so um, we first were trying to do Fort Lewis. And we had um, several positive meetings there, but the, the, even though they run without a commission, the commission still tries to interfere. And um, so we we were close to doing something, and then um, we went we uh, went to Dave about getting some help. And I think us telling Dave we were going to do something motivated him to start again. So, anyways, I don't know where Dave started running again in in, um, in early '95. So, hey, um, hey, Nick, hey, I was Nick. I was just fighting, hey, huh? Yeah. Hold, hold on a second, please. Now we're coming to the end of our live show, so we want to make sure Matt Matt and you get your plugs out. But we also got a special caller that would like to t- talk to you guys. But before we let him on, I want to let Matt uh, how. To, how do people get a hold of you, Matt? What do you got coming up? Um, check. Uh, geez, the only plugs I have is just check out DefyWrestling.com. Our social media is at DefyNW. Uh, our next event is April 30th in Seattle at the Washington Hall with uh, John Moxley versus Tom Lawler on top. Oh wow! Nice. nice. And then what about you, Nick? Uh, nothing. I'm just a regular guy now. Okay. Uh, you can go to Walmart yeah. tomorrow. You can see him at the Walmart parking lot tomorrow. <laughs> Buy some groceries. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, I, be at, I, you'll be at the I, corner I'm, bar I'm, Friday. <laughs> okay, you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. We're going to be at, like, at All Out over what, <laughs> Labor Day weekend. We're going to be there at the bar drinking so you can come out and buy a shot. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Hey, buy your shot. Hey. We get to chop it up with you. That's what I, I'm talking I, yeah, about. Not a shot. I didn't say a <laughs> shot. I said shot. No. <laughs> Plural. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Might as well just pick the bottle in and be like, yep, here we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. JD preferably. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, is Frank oh. Colbertson on the line? Oh, wow. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hello? Hey, hey how, how are you? you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Frank uh, Colbertson. How are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's always good to be around wrestling guys. You know, I wanted to share a story about uh, Nick and Matt and their Suicide Kings when I started promoting using uh, the WB, Portland Wrestling. And they were two of the guys that we had on top right away uh, working up angle with uh, a very young Scotty Mack and an even younger Havoc. And uh, the thing about the Suicide Kings, I had seen them at a promotion that uh, Jim Valley and Johnny Fairplay had been running and uh, had been impressed with them. What, what impressed me about Matt and Nick is, and I know people will say, oh, that's a big comparison, but um, Arn Anderson and Polly Blanchard. Um, Matt was uh, the bigger of the two, um, and in the ring more methodical, like an Arn, um, knew exactly his, the, the moves he was going to make, the, the powerful impact that he would, the power moves he'd be making. And then Nikki would come in, and there was just an increase in energy, not like uh, like some of the guys today who run the ropes do some crazy flips, but Nikki just had an intensity that would come in that you could tell was just up a notch from where Matt was. And they were the perfect combination. They had an intensity and, a belie- I think, a believability as a badass tag team that, that people bought into. Um and they also were, even though, as you know, they had been around the business for a while, they were still students. And so we were fortunate to be able to be using the Grappler and, and Piper to help do the booking at the WB. And Piper had a mingle uh, with uh, Nikki and Matt injuring um, Scotty and Havoc with the chair before filmonizing became a thing, uh, most off of a Steve Williams angle that they had seen. And both Matt and Nick just... They would listen. Um, they respected Grappler and Piper so much, and they were so easy to work with. Uh, and in interviews, the same way. Uh, Matt, very forthright, he got, a, got that bass voice and would be succinct, knew what he wanted to say, and then Nikki would come in, and I can just tell you the facial, the expressions, the, the sweat that would be dripping off of him. And he wasn't screaming, but you could tell – when he was doing interviews, he knew what he wanted to say, and he, he believed that he meant business. Something that's really missing in some of the wrestling that goes on today, not, not knocking it, it's just the way business has evolved. Um, but I really appreciated Matt and Nick a whole bunch. Uh, their work was always great. Uh, eventually, we did uh, an angle with the new Suicide King um, and Nikki coming back in for revenge in a table match. It's available on YouTube. It's from Eugene, Oregon. And um, I just want to take a moment to say I, how much I appreciate them and really what a solid tag team Matt and Nick and the Suicide Kings really were. Well, oh, thank you very much. Great. We appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, 
I mean, I, I, I and, and I say, Frank, thank you, uh, you know, for, you know, seeing us, um, at, you know, as somebody in, in those days, you know, cause, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I always, I mean, I never felt I was, uh, you know, this great thing or anything, but I, I always felt that Matt and I were different than, uh, most of the guys working around the area and stuff. And, and not that we didn't have a lot of good guys. And, uh, I, I thought Matt and Havoc was a, a great, um, guys to put against us too. I, 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 I enjoyed those matches very much. So, but, um, yeah, but yeah, like, again, I was, I was you, you gave me a lot of motivation when I heard that we were going to do that TV. I, uh, I transformed my body. I did six weeks of training and dieting to, um, get in the best shape of my life, uh, at that time. So, um, it, it was a big motivator for me. And now as you were talking about getting shots, you're doing a, uh, we would call it a Buddy Wayne double shot, but it's different than just two wrestling shows in the same day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, We Nick and I always thought that you had seen us at an ECCW show in Vancouver when we worked Scotty Mack and Havoc at, like, a high school. That was um, was Luther and Sabu on that card, and Christopher. Daniels. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, Luther was on it. I don't know if Daniel. Yeah, was Luther was on it. Luther okay. was on so, it. But it was a tag team okay, match that, that at the time Nick and I were pretty proud of. Well, you know I'm old now, so I don't remember everything. But I do remember <laughs> yeah. going with Mike Rogers to uh, Vancouver and seeing that. Um, so I have to parse my memory a little bit more, but. Uh, no, I do remember specifically the uh, and what I, was that New Dimension Wrestling that Valley and Airplane yeah. did, yeah, and uh, Billy Two Eagles and Awesome Adam, um, some crazy oh, nice. stuff in those days. Um, yeah, no, very solid. Um, I think for people that haven't seen you guys, if they wanted a comparison to a team that they could see today. Um, and that would be FTR, who takes oh, things yeah. seriously. The thing that sure. I would say something that Matt and Nick could do really well is they knew all the heel tactics. Um, they knew how to do the tag behind the or the false tag behind the ref, uh, how to cut off the the ring and, and double team in the corner till the five, and then and hold it right till five. They were very solid in those aspects. So you could tell they had been students of the game. Um, had watched film videos at that time, um, and always a push. And here's another thing: always on time. And uh, as promoters, something that's not always that doesn't always happen. But I appreciate you guys a whole bunch. And uh, uh, and Matt has given a bunch of insight to Mike Rogers and uh, myself for the um, excitement in the air, volumes one and two. Uh, working on volume three, which should be out in probably two or three months. Volume three. A great interview oh, with Grappler wow. that just came out, talking about his booking philosophy, and uh, uh, Tony Bourne interview, a Harusasaki interview, um, some other, some really, some really, really old guys. Uh, you know, Frank, I'm actually, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm actually really glad that you brought up Mike Rogers' name because I know Nick will agree with this. Mike was a guy who was very instrumental in us. Um being fans of wrestling in the Northwest and also maybe even getting into wrestling in the Northwest because 
he was like one of the first guys we knew that we met that was like that knew kind of the inside of wrestling, the other side of wrestling, you know, besides just being a fan. And he also introduced us to different characters in wrestling that really helped us out a lot. Um, I, wouldn't you agree, Nick? Because he was like one of the first guys we met that was like more on the smart side or would actually like talk to us about certain things. So it looks like Nick dropped off the call for a minute. I, I think he's going to be calling back. <laughs> he's texting me right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, he's, you know, yeah, that, he's that coming was... back on, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but not Are you yet. there, Nick? Yeah. Oh. Not yet. But Matt's what kind of right, a Mickey Mike. Mouse operation are you running over there, Mike Jones? He he hung <laughs> up himself, brother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I yeah. think we're going to have to settle this somehow. I know, huh? My real school <laughs> army needs to come down there. Matt, the thing about Mike that's so amazing is that he wrote for so many years, um, and he wrote honestly and fairly, and um, he never disparaged people uh, for gimmicks or whatever. He he was truly a student of the game. Um, yeah. And there's a, another project that we're also working on, which is uh, – almost a week-by-week history of Portland wrestling from the 60s through the end of the promotion. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's taking a little, it will take a while, but he has so many insights um, and stories and some of the stories about him himself that will come out about how he was a fan in Seaside um, to where he became a student of, of newspaper clippings and, and learning. Uh, Mike is a terrific friend and a, and a real great historian, as are you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, you know, I, I remember one of the things that was interesting with Mike is Nick and I, when we first started going down to Portland to watch um, shows at the Portland Sports Arena, we were both under 18. We were probably 16. I think Nick might have just got his driver's license, so we were probably you know, 16, 17 years old. And we would meet up with Mike and, you know, at the shows and we would go out for pizza or whatever afterwards. And he would always talk to us like, you know, when you're at that time, when you were a teenager, you kind of understood wrestling, but you really didn't understand wrestling, you know, from a business side of it or uh, like a worker side of it. And Mike had enough exposure that he knew things and he had friendships with some guys like Ed Moretti and Buddy Rose and stuff. And it was very educational to us. So, like, when we did get into wrestling, because of our friendship with Mike, it actually kind of helped open the doors to becoming friends with, like, Ed Moretti and Buddy Rose, which was very helpful to us. Two yeah, so Mike was, Mike was great. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I only wanted to call in and, and take up a little bit of the show's time and uh, say hi to you guys and tell you how much I appreciated your work and uh, – uh, oh, and like Matt said, check out Defy. The stuff they're doing is phenomenal and uh, great talent and well-run shows. So if you get a chance, get out and check out Defy. Oh, thank you, hey, Frank. Hey, Frank, uh, guess what, you guys? Uh, we told you that if you don't call in before 2, you can't get back on. So Nick's locked out of the rest of the show. But 
how do people get a hold of you, Frank? Um, basically, if, uh, Twitter, um, Excitement Air, at Excitement Air, and uh, you can get a hold of me or Mike that way. And uh, both of us are also on uh, Facebook, so either Mike Rogers or uh, Frank Colbert's on Facebook. You can hit us up, and um, not Mike so much. Uh, he is not he is not technical, so uh, that's how to get a hold of us. And uh, I'll be listening to the rest of the show. And, and thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Yes. Appreciate thank it, you, Frank. Yes, yes. Well, Matt, looks like we're with you. Hopefully, you can stay on longer. Uh, we're also well, going to get we, Nick back how, on. How can we get How can we get Nick back on? You can't. That's why I was. I told everybody you got to call in before two o'clock. If oh. you don't call in before two, they lock you out, because that's the part. That's the live show. But uh, you're still on the show. It's just you're only part of the podcast now. Of course, uh, the first part was live. This part is part of the podcast. It's all one show though. But you have to call in before two to get to be on the show. That's why I had oh, Frank I call see. in right at the end. Yeah, yeah, shit. And he accidentally hung up, but we're happy and uh, honored to have you on, and we'd love to talk to you some more if you have time. Sure, sure. All right, and then uh, you and I have got a lot in common. You know, we both got in through the – I got into the Playboy Buddy Rose Challenge to challenge Wrecking Crew. Uh, you was in my corner when I fought Mike Santiago. I was main event on one of your first shows for Super World Sports. That was just a few things we got in common. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, it'd be an honor to work with you again someday. And, uh, shit, might have to get a Defy, Defy podcast going. No, I, I, we've got, we do have a uh, Defy podcast. It's on our Defy uh, Patreon and uh, Kevin Gears of KASW runs it. I, we, okay, I, okay. I let him do it. You know, I used to run podcast uh, series for a long time, and it was something that I just kind of got, uh, because of everything that I do in wrestling, it's, it, it's kind of uh, very time-restrictive. I, I don't have a lot of time to, to get, do, pod, like, a weekly podcast series, you know? So it's okay, kind of something okay. that I let, let others do. All right. Well, let's get back. Let's get back to Sign Guy. I'm sure he has some more questions. Oh, I don't want to take up too much of Matt's time. I know he's a busy man and he's coming off a big show in Portland, but I just want to really congratulate you on the success Defy has had. You guys have really opened up eyes to what the Pacific Northwest has to offer, and I commend you on that and wish you the Best of success going forward. Oh, thank you, man. I and appreciate about, that a lot. What about you, Randy Zellers? Well, let's well let's see here. Um, well, welcome to Turnbuckle Turnbuckle, Matt Farmer. It's been a long. It's been a while since I talked to you. And How you doing, man? All I hey, I'm I'm pretty good, man. Just uh, coming off of a big win against JD Mason, and now I'm. Now I'm in line for the Northwest Pro Heavyweight Championship, which that's which that's awesome. I I see that you guys have been blowing up. I mean, all over the news and stuff. That's what the Northwest actually needed for the wrestling scene. 
I thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Yeah, and one of these yeah, days, you... one of these days, man, I'll have to make my way to a Defy show and sit there and be entertained because I see the on, I see the on demand, I see on the free TV networks. I always sit there watching on my lunch breaks. I'm like, yeah, whoop, got to deal with the customer, deal with that <laughs> customer on the ferries, and and go right yeah. back to watching. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it, and oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it's something that we put a lot of time and energy into, you know. Um, uh, you know, we we wanted to bring something different to the Northwest, and it's something that, uh, you know, our team, we've, uh, you know, we really work hard to present the best product that we possibly can. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely on that one. And, um, and for, and, <laughs> oh, man, I mean, the last of five, I mean, your very last of five show when Nick, when uh, Nick got um pretty Nick Wayne got pretty much uh, a contract to AEW. I heard that on Twitter, and then I see it a buttload of customers wearing their Defy shirts and stuff like that. They were sitting up there. They were telling me all about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do. This. Yeah. I was like, really. They they just came. I'm like, now that's how you send your phone your fans home, happy and still <laughs> talking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, that got you know that got na- nationwide and maybe international uh, attention for that. You know, um, some yeah. of the guys that we've been fortunate enough to work with have really stepped up their game and are now you know national stars. Guys like Darby Allen and stuff like that. You know who. Uh, you know, have started out in Seattle, and now they're uh, on national television every week. So it's great to see. Yeah, and I mean, and swerve, and swerve. Man, I've always been a big fan, a fan of Swerve ever since. I mean, ever since he got onto the scene, and yeah. look what he was doing. He was just mopping the floor with WWE. Then budget cuts, you got to go. Dumb move on WWE, smart move on everybody yeah. else. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, fortunately, uh, me and my partner with Defy, we were able to be in Orlando uh, when he made his debut with AEW. So that was a great moment for us because we really built a special bond with Swerve um, over the years, you know, because it's something that, you know, when we first started, uh, when, when we first started working together, Swerve was still a relative unknown nationally. Um, he was yeah. just in that where he was building up his name and uh, building up his, you know, his uh, his brand. And it's been so tremendous to work with that guy and see where he's, like, built himself. And right now, I mean, he's, like, poised to be one of the biggest stars in the business. Yes, I agree with you on that one totally. And, I mean, it's just like when everyone that – went through Defy's um, ranks, they end up, I mean, their their careers can't catapult it because of Defy. And, I mean, I'm a big fan of um, Russell Talk. They name-dropped you guys a bunch of times, and I'm like, man, Defy's, like, international now. I mean, getting up there, getting big, and who knows? Defy may be, may be up there. I mean, I still consider you all the big leagues. Yeah, I mean the big leagues of the Northwest. 
and that's and that there is all and that there is a key to having a good business and having a good reputation. Y'all don't take no baloney. That's good. Y'all don't <laughs> well, need you. y'all don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes. All right. Well, coach, back to you. <laughs> all right, that's yeah, all you got. know what? Matt, it's been an honor knowing you and working with you, and uh, you yeah, know it's nice. I got on, guys. To, you're welcome, man. We appreciate it, and uh, you know it was nice to get to train with you for a couple months at uh, the, the gym, the uh, yeah, and I had, and I got to train with Nick Nikki Six for like six months straight. We had it where he yeah. would come almost. Almost every day. At one point, he came all thirty days in a row. Man, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, I appreciate. It. We're gonna have to get. Uh, you know, we'll have to redo this again where we could get Nick on and keep him on for an hour so we could chat and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I got a few more things. Also, as an honor, we had. Uh, Jeff Cobb come over and wrestle, and I think one of his first matches in Washington, wasn't it, with you and him versus Ron and Dash? I remember I think, that. Yeah, I remember it might have that been one of his first matches in Washington, yeah. And then didn't you wrestle your last match ever in NGW? You and Chris, was it you and Chris Del Sol versus J.D. Mason and Ryzik, I think? Uh, It was one of, no, it wasn't my last, no, I know that, but... It was towards the end, yeah, definitely. Yeah, after I wrestled that show, I was like, oh, I'm done. (laughs) And then it was an honor to be in the top three matches in the Northwest versus uh, you and the Suicide Kings versus me and Awesome Adam. That was uh, unbelievable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 definitely. A lot of fun, that's for sure. Are you still in charge of doing Buddy Rose's book? Um, you know, I've, I've worked on it for the, for in through the years, but it's something that I really haven't put a lot of attention into because the book industry is completely different than it used to be. And, uh, there's also some legality issues between the families, the, the existing family and releasing a book. So I don't know if it's ever going to see the light of day, honestly. Well, I'm hoping and praying it is. And I hired uh, Patrick Snow. He's an international bestseller, and he's a book coach, publishing coach, marketing coach, mentor, and he's really helped me a lot. I'm writing a book about my mother and myself, and I'm yeah. hoping to do some more. So I'd love to help you got help you out in any way I could. Well, unfortunately, the wrestling book market is uh, in a state right now where they don't really sell a lot. Uh, it's just part of the business, you know. Um, wrestling books aren't selling like they used to, so th- sometimes the amount of work and time and energy you put into it, there's no, uh, you know, you don't get anything back out of it. Okay, well, there's different uh, avenues you can take, and I'd like to talk to you someday about it. And, you know, I know you're a busy guy, but I'm looking forward to talking to you off air one of these times. Oh, yeah, for sure. How much more time do you got, brother? Oh, I got a, I can give you guys a few more minutes. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, yeah, it's middle of the afternoon, but yeah, that let's go. What you got? Okay, so, so I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know what what's your favorite coffee to drink. Huh, really? 
Yeah. Um, I coffee. Are, are you, you're a big coffee guy? I am. You know what you guys should do is we actually have a Defy Coffee, which is through Anchorhead Coffee in Seattle. They're, uh, they've got... They've got half a dozen locations or, or so in Seattle, and it's a great blend. Um, they ha- they're a great shop, so if you're ever in Seattle, stop by Anchorhead. Um, okay. They got a yeah, they got a new location, I believe, in Bellevue. Um, really, really great baristas. All right, and then who were some so of the yeah, heroes growing up? Heroes? Oh boy, you mean like wrestling heroes? Ordinary um, life or sports, whatever. Yeah, you know, like I didn't really. It's it's funny, like it, Nick is the same way. Like we didn't grow up as sports fans. You know, we grew. I, I mean, I would watch like the Seahawks. You know, I I liked watching the Seahawks. I liked guys like Kenny Easley and and uh, um, his name just escaped me, and I can't believe Steve Largen and Jim Zorn and all that stuff. You know. But I, I was never like a big enough fan to where like I was, I'd consider them like heroes or idols or anything. Yeah, I'd have my Seahawks jersey and stuff like that. But um, my main focus for sports was wrestling, you know. And, and I know Nick is the same way too. We both grew up just fans of professional wrestling. So guys like like myself, I was in the Northwest. Uh, guys like. Um, Buddy Rose and Rip Oliver, uh, those guys to me were like my favorite athlete. And then later on, you know, you got like Ric Flair and the Road Warriors and the Four Horsemen and stuff. Those were my favorite. I know Nick, his like you know, um, he was he grew up on in the AWA territory. So uh, some of the guys like Dick the Bruiser and Crusher and stuff were guys that he really liked a lot. Um, I know he liked the high flyers a lot as well. And then later on, you know, guys like Ric Flair and the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes were some of his favorites too. All right. So what were some of your most memorable matches, whether you were in them or seen them? Um, <clears throat> you know, some of the I – don't, I, I don't know. I've seen so many matches, but – some of my favorite matches that I went to as a kid was probably, you know, like Buddy Rose versus Mike Miller. I remember, I remember the two of them having a street fight that was like super bloody. That was always great. Uh, there was a really awesome street fight between Matt Bourne and um, the assassin. That was great. I, I always liked the matches that where there was a lot of blood. You know, that always intrigued me a lot. Um, and, like, seeing, like, Flair versus Sting and stuff like, you know, just matches like that were always great to see. Later on, some of the matches that really stood out were, like, um, I saw some matches in Mexico, like, with El Santo. That was just tremendous. And, um, you know, over the years... Some of the matches that we've had at Defy have been some of the best matches I've seen live. So those matches, to me, have stood out um, as much as anything. What about matches you've been in? Um, let's see. Uh, 
maybe the one of my favorite matches. Uh, there was a there was a time where Nick and I were wrestling each other pretty much consistently for a couple of years. So almost every booking that we took, we wrestled each other. Um, I know we had a couple matches up in Cloverdale that I really enjoyed a lot, and I liked. You know, there was something we were both pretty proud of. Um, first time I wrestled Awesome Adam was a lot of fun. And that was a match that was like voted match of the year for Ring Around the Northwest. So that was, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, there's been a lot of matches, but some, like, like say like the match that we had up in Bellevue with uh, Adam and you and Nick and I, you know, some of those things stood out uh, differently because of like maybe the freedom that you had in the match or just what was accomplished in the match. Um, so some of those things stand out more than even like matches that might be better or, you know, things like that. It, it's weird. Like, um, I remember having a match with Buddy Wayne that I really enjoyed and it wasn't necessarily because the match was super great or anything like that. It was just because of the chemistry that we had and, how we both got to the building like literally five minutes before our match and so there was nothing called you know we didn't discuss anything nothing was told to us we just literally had enough time to change and go to the ring so we didn't even see each other until we were in the ring and then just having a match that was always awesome things like that always yeah yeah, and you were the slam of the week with the the, the guns. That was pretty yes. cool. Yep. Yeah. And did yeah, you, get, you know? Did, 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 excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, oh, I was I'm just say what that, I was saying is something like that. Um, the uh, when like the first time working for WWE or whatever, it was more memorable because uh, it was the first time I was exposed to a production that big. Not necessarily because of like, like wrestling for them, but it was more because of having that experience all around. Okay, and then did you get to see Flair versus Sting in the Seattle Arena? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, was, was at awesome. that one too. Yes, definitely. And then, yeah, really so who were some of your who were some of your toughest opponents? Um. What do you mean by toughest? As in toughest, toughest to in the ring, a... or no, not uh, as in hard to hard to work with, but toughest yeah. as in I, in a wrestling sense. Yeah, I would say um, I the the first name that came to mind when you said that was Matt Bourne. You know, he was the guy that I wrestled. You know, probably a dozen times. And he was a guy who was great in the ring. He was a great wrestler, but he was also, there was times where you were literally fighting, you know what I mean? To uh, yeah, fighting each other, you know, like where you came out and you were like, oh man, I have lumps all over my head, you know, and you're hitting him as hard as he's hitting you. And those were the things that were, it was challenging. They were fun, but they were challenging. And it, you know, and he's, a, he, it was, he was tough, a tough guy. You know, he didn't mind getting hit. So that was, um, 
That that's that's the guy. Like if somebody was asking that question, that'd be my first answer. Okay. Another thing we had in common. Uh, wrestling too was like my hero growing up, and you got to meet him, and he he allowed you to use the Mister Wrestling character. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I I, I met Mister Wrestling too in Hawaii, and I ended up training with him a little bit. He had a son that grew up in, or not that grew up in Seattle, but he had a son that was living in Seattle, so he would come to Seattle from time to time, and so I would actually go out and have lunch with him and get to talk to him and learn from him. And, I, you know, it, it's wrestling too is one of those guys where I don't like to talk about now because of some of the things that came out about his life that I didn't know about when he was alive, that if I knew about then I probably wouldn't associate myself with him. But I do look back fondly on some of the interactions we had. But I don't want to say that I don't – there's no way that I would want to put him on a pedestal and say he was a hero or a good guy or, you know, if anything else, he probably should have been in jail. You know, oh. he, was out of a, he was that bad of a person to where I don't really want to so, – I don't want to put the guy over. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So, I had no idea about anything negative – and like I yeah, said, he was my it, hero growing growing up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, it, you know, he was somebody that I, I always really enjoyed when he was alive, and I had a relationship with him, and we actually talked a lot. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I didn't know that he was involved in some of the things that he had been arrested for when he was younger that was, you know, he probably should have been still incarcerated for. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Who are some of your favorite people to work? Um, Nick was always one of my favorite people to work uh, just because we, you know, we were so close friends and we would, uh, you know, everything you, you'd be able to do to do anything you wanted to do uh, or try. Um, And then later on uh, guys like Buddy Wayne were great to work um, because you always learn something from him. Um, Jesse Jr. Jimenez was always great to work. Um, let's see. Uh, some, some of the guys, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think for sure. Um, I always liked wrestling Scotty Mack. He was always a pleasure to work with, too. Um yeah, I mean, th- those are some of my favorite guys. I know there was um, Awesome Adam was a guy, too, that I really enjoyed wrestling with, Awesome Adam, and also Adam Firestorm. You know, Adam Firestorm was a guy that was really close friends with Nick and I, too, who unfortunately passed away, you know, about 12 years ago. But he was a guy that we really, like, connected with when we were younger and spent a lot of time with. And I had a chance to wrestle him a couple times, and I always really enjoyed those times. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that I liked working with. Okay, well, I got, like, two more questions, and then we'll check with the other guys, see if they got anything else. But do you have any suggestions for people who would like to get into the business? Um, 
Yeah. You know, the number one thing that you want to do is learn your fundamentals. And the only way you're going to learn your fundamentals is by finding like respected trainers, people that could actually train you in those fundamentals, people that know the fundamentals. Um, it's very rare to find trainers that can teach you those fundamentals. Most people don't have the aptitude to like learn from watching. They need to be shown it. Um, and then from there, uh, if you're not willing to travel, then wrestling's not for you. You know, it's it, unless you want to do it for fun. Um, if you're looking to do it for a job, you got to be willing to travel, and you got to be willing to travel a lot. Amen. And then, what schools do you recommend? Um, right now, like in in the Northwest, I would recommend uh, Oregon Pro Wrestling School down in um, Hillsboro, which is ran by Ricky Gibson. I'd suggest that school. And then, of course, I would uh, I'd recommend the Buddy Wayne Academy. Those those would be the only two schools in the Northwest I would recommend, where you're going to learn your fundamentals. Okay, so. Yes, Matt, I really appreciate you. It's an honor and pleasure yeah. to have you on, and it's a blessing, and I wish you all the luck in the world, and here's Randy. Awesome, man. All right, well, well, um, man, I, I ran out of stuff to even ask him. It's just such an honor just to talk to a Northwest Northwest legend on its, on its own. Um, all I got to say is, um, yeah, if you ever um, – uh, listen to any podcast. Um, um, you can actually uh, listen to the Nightly Strange. My brother and I are hosting that with our with our third with our third host, uh, Kate Stanley. Um, okay. That's a that's a, actually a really good one. We don't talk about we just we talk about anything and everything underneath the sun. <laughs> Very cool. Very and cool. That, yeah, and how and and for an upcoming pro wrestler that wants to get into the college way of pro wrestling i heard you say the buddy wayne school how can they get in contact with that uh you know you could go i know that i i think the easiest way would be to reach out to like randy hawkins or to go on their instagram account they have a i know they have an instagram account and that'd probably be the best way to like dm them or something like that but uh randy hawk you know carl randers who's their head trainer there He'd be the guy yeah. to reach out to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was always wanting to get in the ring with, with um Carl with uh with him actually. See if, uh, yeah. see if he was down to do a match with me or something like that somewhere along the in the future. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Well, I ran out of questions there. I know that you're a busy guy and everything else, and me. The state's calling me, so uh, I better go ahead and get up off here. <laughs> All right, know? man. Well, All right. You guys have a good one. Hey, hey y'all sign, take care anything? now. Sign, do you got anything else? I just want to say thanks again, Matt. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'll see you down the road. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks hey, so thank much. You. Yep. Bye. Oh, shit.